the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I get really upset about the lies that are told because uh, the one thing that we need to do, that we must do, with every muscle and every fiber of our being, is fight to protect our children. Uh, That is an instinct born into us. And it takes effort, and the LGBTQ lobby has been great at the effort, to get women to suppress their innate desire to protect their children. They have gotten women to do the 180-degree opposite of that, to advocate for the right to murder their child in their womb. And nothing speaks more to the uh, escalating immorality in our country than that. But a close second is that we now want to cancel the... uh, the sovereignty of God, the goodness of God, the infallibility of God, the perfection of God, by saying that it is possible for a child to be born in the wrong body. Or as dude masquerading as the nation's first four-star admirable admiral, uh, Rachel Levine, said, what if you're going through the wrong puberty? It is despicable evil. It is unhinged lunacy. And a demonstration of that played out yesterday in uh, the court system here in Franklin County when uh, the 24-year-old man who is uh, charged with hitting and killing a 4-year-old boy in a stolen car, which was attempting to uh, elude police, uh, he said something in court when he was uh, charged with the crime. And I'm looking at this story from WSYX6. <laughs> Terrell Shute. How's the, how's the bond on this guy only a quarter of a million dollars? How's it that low? He drove a stolen car in an elusive manner away from police, hit a four-year-old boy, Giannis Saeed, playing on a playground with his mom sitting nearby watching him, being a good mom. Knocked the baby, well, he's not a baby, he's four years old, but knocked him into a wall. And Terrell Shute's reaction was not to, like, be so revolted by what he did, stop if the boy's okay or what. No, he ran away. Ran away. And then, in court the next morning, he said four words that really could serve as the epitaph for where we are. As a culture, the four words that Terrell Shute yelled out in court when the charges were being read against him, these were the four words. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. Well, the obvious uh, question is, whose fault was it? And 
sadly, we have a culture now that traffics in filling in the blank to that answer. Yes. It could be the fault of, well, let's pick one. Uh, And I don't know if any of these are true or if all of these are true. The parents that Terrell Shute did not have in his life. The father he did not have in his life. The parents he had didn't do a good job of parenting him. The teachers who didn't care about him. The drugs that were readily available to him on the street. A justice system that did not punish him for his litany of crimes prior to the time when he stole a car and ran it over a curb and hit and killed a four-year-old boy. I mean, I'm just getting started, right? I mean, bring Joyce Beatty in here. Bring Andrew Ginther in here. Bring uh, some other, you know, community activist in here, and they'll give me other reasons, right? Probably didn't get enough SNAP benefits or whatever, right? It wasn't my fault. A friend shared with me yesterday, and this gentleman is very, very brilliant, very, very giving, sacrificial, a wonderful husband, a wonderful father. He's accomplished a lot in his life, uh, not the least of which is that he has an Ivy League education and came out of there with his head screwed on, right? (laughs) But he said, uh, I'm just going to read you what he said to me because he sent it to me in a text. He said, I am an irreparably imperfect man and have failed myself and others in my life many times. But in the midst of that, what I've never forgotten and what I'll always be grateful to my parents for teaching me is that the only person or thing responsible for my actions ever is me. And I contemplated that, and I thought about how many things exist in our society today, in our culture today, that are detonating the country that our founding fathers gave us and that our ancestors preserved for us with their blood and sacrifice. How many things imperiled as many things are today? Equal protection under the law, separation of powers, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. How many of those things are under assault because the prevailing mindset throughout our culture is it wasn't my fault. It's not that there is no fault. Oh, there's plenty of fault. It's out there. It's outside my body. It's outside my circle of influence. It's outside me. Not not the people I love. They're they're not responsible. The father who abandoned me, the mother who abandoned me, the teachers who didn't make me study or punish me when I didn't study. The fault of the system. It's the fault of the man, right? We've gone from a country that used to embrace the words of Harry Truman, the buck stops here. That's a guy who was raised with personal responsibility, personal accountability at the same point of emphasis in his life that my friend referred to that it had in his life. We have rampant abortion in our country because an entire society wants to have sex, get pregnant, and bear no consequences. It wasn't my fault I got pregnant. Unless you were raped, you had some hand in it. Okay? Transgenderism. It's not my fault. 
Uh, God made me this way. Or, you know, I was born in the wrong body. Bad luck. Poverty. Poverty is, in this country, something that everyone can avoid if they make good decisions. Crime, certainly. I know, it's popular. Not my fault. Listen to Terrell shoot. Not his fault. Not his fault that he stole a car. Not his fault that he had a record as long as your arm. Not his fault that he hit the four-year-old boy playing. Boy shouldn't have been playing there. It's nine o'clock at night. Why wasn't he home in bed? <laughs> I mean, how many things in our society would not be in our society if every single person's first reaction to whatever has gone south in their life was, that's probably, my, that's my fault. I, I got to do something. I can, I'm going to do something about that. I'm going to get help. I'm going to take coaching. I'm going to listen. I mean, the blame, we are a culture of blame shifting. We got a whole bunch of kids in this city who steal cars a thousand a month. Do the math. Do the math. That's more than 30 a day. That's more than one an hour are stolen in our city. Not my fault. I need a car. I, you know what? I deserve a car. I mean, it's just that those four words from this person who stupidly, needlessly, shamefully took the life of a four-year-old boy under the watchful eye of his mother. That explains it. That explains everything, right? I mean, you want to explain how we got here? Next time, just say that. Somebody goes, I, don't, I just don't understand how we get to the point where men aren't men and men can be women and women. We can't say what a woman is. I, mean, I don't know how we got here. You say, here's how we got here. It wasn't my fault. Terrell Shoot. It's a brilliant, brilliant pronouncement on our culture from somebody who I'm absolutely positively sure didn't intend to be so. All right, Jeff has more tickets. Sticks, Fog Hat, Wednesday, August 2nd, 7 p.m., Ohio State Fair. Or, if that's a little too uh, headbanger for you, comedian Jeff Dunham, uh, great ventriloquist. He will be there Friday, August the 4th at 7.30. Now, tickets are good for Ohio State Fair admission that day as well. So there you go. We have uh, several pairs to give away. You get to pick what show you want to see. Uh, tickets are available at OhioStateFair.com if you'd like to buy them, or you could call right now, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989, and win them out of my largesse and that of the people at the Ohio State Fair. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Admission to the Ohio State Fair and your choice of shows. Sticks, Fog Hat on Wednesday, August 2nd. I believe that would be a week from tomorrow. Or Friday, August 4th, Jeff Dunham and his array of, um, I don't know, what is the proper term? I hate to say ventriloquist dummy. In our culture, that has to be eminently hateful and intolerant to call them a a ventriloquist dummy. I mean, after all, we don't want to hurt their feelings. We don't want to scar them. So check that out. Get your tickets now. Um, I probably won't be doing this show when what I'm going to tell you will happen happens. But I'm going to tell you that it will happen anyway. 
Uh, last night, Columbus City Council, by a narrow vote of 4-3, to three, committed more than $31 million in your money, taxpayers, toward renovations and expansion at the North Market and construction of a parking garage and other improvements to support private developers building the adjacent 32-story merchant building tower. Okay, look, I have no problem with uh, cities spending taxpayer money for economic development that benefits the city. I thought Lower.com Field was a judicious investment of money because I think it will benefit Columbus's downtown. Now, I said that before downtown Columbus became uh, Dodge City in the days of Wyatt Earp. And because it has become that, because we have had, I've lost track. How many people shot on our interstates? This is very common now. It hardly makes the news now when somebody gets shot while traversing our city inside 270 on 70 or 71. I am less supportive, more skeptical. But I can tell you, uh, here's what's going to happen. They're going to spend all this money. They're going to spend, I'm going to say conservatively, 30 to 40% more money than they have to spend because, here's the key part in the story that is buried in the story so you won't notice it. As part of the new development deal, the city has committed that 30% of construction-related spending will also go to women and minority-owned businesses. Now, let me go back over that slowly so you will understand who is insisting that 30% of the money goes to women and minority-owned businesses. It's not Rockbridge... Or the Edwards Company, the two big development companies that have done all this kind of stuff before and know how to do all this kind of stuff to keep costs down and to bring about outstanding results. It's not those companies that are insisting that the city commit 30% of its construction-related spending to women and minority-owned businesses. It's the city. The city. In other words, to get the job, you have to hire the people the city tells you to hire. Do you think the city knows a lot about this kind of thing? I don't think the city knows a lot about this kind of thing. I just don't. I think the developers know more about this. Now, here's what's going to happen. They're going to spend more money on this than they have to spend, and there are going to be cost overruns because there always are. And that's a lot of times nobody's fault. Sometimes it is. If it is somebody's fault, hopefully they'll investigate it and find out. But in a city run by Democrats, my guess is the Democrats will benefit, and so there'll be no investigation. Oh, what? There probably will be an investigation. Probably a nine-day investigation and then they'll say, I'm sorry, we can't identify any suspects. There's no fingerprints. Oh, wait a minute. I got that confused with the Coke at the White House. Sorry. <laughs> I got all this stuff swimming around in my head. Sometimes it bleeds over. My bad. My bad. All the developers, of course, say this is uh, a good deal for the city of Columbus. You would expect them to say nothing less. Here we go. The city council member who is uh, behind this, Four Square, might be a little something extra in his check. Who knows? Nicholas Bankston is the guy. He says construction of, wait for it, affordable housing as part of the tower deal and benefits to minority and women-owned businesses. There you go. Nicholas is uh, campaigning for votes. He says, I understand the sticker shock that my colleagues and members of the community may be experiencing, but this is a significant public investment. As a rapidly growing city, we have the ability to make capital investments such as this one. Yes, you do. Here's what's going to happen, Nick. You're going to build a bunch of affordable housing down there in a a high-rise building. And because people are not going to pay for the lodging, the market, or or, or for their their place where they're staying, 
because they're not going to pay market rate for that, because you're going to subsidize them, they're going to do exactly what the migrants are doing to the hotels in New York City. They're going to not have respect for the place that they live because they're not invested to the degree that they should actually be invested in the property. And so they're not going to take care of it. And it's going to break down and crime is going to flourish. And your pet project is going to become a place where no one feels safe going because something bad is going to happen to someone on your property. Now, you can say I'm crazy and I'm imagining a scenario that has never happened before, but Nick, do you remember a little endeavor called City Center Mall? I do. I used to work in the office tower attached to City Center Mall, and it was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Before the era where people got shot on the interstate inside 270 as a matter of routine. Columbus was a really safe city then. It was a great city then. It's an awesome city then. Not anymore. It was run by Republicans then. Probably a coincidence, although probably not. And so you're going to build this. They're not going to respect it. They're not going to take care of it. People, will, oh, you say, wow, people come to the North Market. Bruce, people love the North Market. People do love the North Market. They should love the North Market. You know what people also love? Not getting shot. They love that, not getting shot. Until somebody gets shot, this is going to be the hottest thing in town. And then, like City Center, which was the hottest thing in town, somebody's going to get shot, maybe on an escalator like at City Center, maybe not. And then all of a sudden, people in Dublin and Hilliard are going to go, you know what? Uh, We have a farmer's market in our own town, and nobody's gotten shot there. And so we're going to go there, and we're not going to go downtown anymore. Joe Motil, he's running for mayor against Mayor Andrew Ginther. I hope he's got a chance, but I doubt that he does. Says this has to be one of the largest pork barrel projects ever devised in Columbus by local politicians, special interest groups, and well-connected lobbyists. Now you know Joe's not winning. <laughs> telling the truth. Joe, who told you telling the truth was a good campaign strategy? And you call yourself a Democrat. These deep-pocketed developers, Joe said, can afford to help our minority firms and pr- provide construction job opportunities out of the goodness of their heart and should do so without an excessive taxpayer subsidy. So Joe's on the wrong side of the opposition to this. Fine, he's opposed to it, but he's blaming it on the developers. It's not their fault. The city's the one making them hire the minorities and the women-owned businesses. The city's the one that's not going to allow the police to take people off the street for shoplifting at the North Market, purse snatching at the North Market, because that, of course, would be racist. Heaven forbid we get a stolen car chase into downtown Columbus and somebody hops a curb and kills somebody and then he goes to court and says, it wasn't my fault! Yeah, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.